What's up everyone? This is Dan and you're listening to Lay the Smackdown. This is the part of the show where I talk about the latest news and goings on in the world of WWE. The news this week. And we're going to start off on a very, very sad note. And that is to announce the sad passing of Vader. Leon White, who was Vader, passed away on Monday night at approximately 7.25pm, diagnosed with a severe case of pneumonia around a month ago, and Monday night, Vader sadly passed away. So our thoughts and condolences go to his entire family at this sad time. Um, Yeah, so from one kind of sad story to another story that we didn't necessarily see coming... And that is that Big Cass has been released from his WWE contract in news which broke late on Monday night that, you know, that apparently Big Cass has been released and, you know, nobody seemed really to know why because, you know, it seemed like Cass was on a very good role and he had a good feud going with Daniel Bryan. There was obviously Brian beating him a couple of times clean. And, you know, a few of the stories that have started to emerge now, there was backstage heat on him for a a little while. Um, On the UK tour, he was drinking quite heavily a lot of the time and was just generally acting like a complete and utter dick when he was drunk. And... You know, being intoxicated in public is something that WWE doesn't like their superstars to be. And there was an apparent um, issue on a tour bus when he got locked in the bathroom and ended up booting the door down, essentially, as he thought he was being ribbed by the other guys. And, you know, they weren't very happy because, obviously, you know, they're trying to go to the bathroom and... They can't close the door, essentially. And, you know, there are apparently more reasons to this. And, you know, as and when we get them, we will let you know anything. But apparently Vince was um, Vince was pretty high on him as well at some point. And, you know, that's what makes it even more shocking, the fact that it's come now. And the fact that WWE didn't even do the usual post of wishing him all the best in his future endeavours makes you think this was a very, very like last minute final straw decision. So yeah, big Cass gone. Sammy Zayn has been working injured. Apparently it's uh, an undisclosed injury thought rumored to be a knee or a back problem, which may explain why he's been doing little ring work recently and why he's been, being beaten so convincingly by Bobby Lashley. Uh, as you know, you know he's not done much in ring work in the feud with Lashley so far. And, you know, if he is injured, then it's good that they're keeping him on TV. But, you know, he needs to obviously go get whatever fit, whatever it is that's injured, get it, go get it fixed, come back healthier. 
And yeah, I can see Sammy having a good Intercontinental Championship run when he comes back. As you may remember last week, I reported a story about Ring of Honor potentially doing a show at Madison Square Garden. We understand that the Ring of Honor Chief Operating Officer, Joe Coff, has actually said that they now will not be running Madison Square Garden as um, they had the deal with Madison Square Garden but were told that they can't do the show there after Madison Square Garden spoke with executives in the WWE. He says that he's not going to make any more comments for now other than obviously what comments he's already made and I guess interesting to see how this one plays out because... This was scheduled to be around the time of WrestleMania. As we know, WrestleMania this year is in New Jersey, New York area. And, you know, to me, it's a surprise WWE isn't using Madison Square Garden that much. It's my understanding that NXT TakeOver, Raw, SmackDown, Hall of Fame is apparently all scheduled to be at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn which is WWE's venue of choice now in New York, it would seem. You know, I've always liked the appeal of Madison Square Garden for WWE events. It may not be as big a venue for them, but for a takeover show, you know, what better place to put some of the best talents in WWE over than at the world's most famous arena? You know, we may get more on this story as and when, and as it develops kind of thing. But for now, all we know is that the Ring of Honor deal has not gone through, and they will not be running Madison Square Garden. As you may or may not have heard, the WWE have recently been over in London at the famous Royal Albert Hall, and... There was actually a historic announcement for UK wrestling, the UK fans, and wrestling fans in general, really. And that was the announcement of NXT UK. So this was announced at the Royal Albert Hall shows by Triple H and British wrestling legend and the general manager of this new brand, the man of a thousand holds, Johnny Saint. Um, It's been announced that Not only is there going to be NXT UK, there's also going to be a UK tag division and a UK women's division, both with their own championship belts. My good friend Scott, who you would have heard on the podcast, was actually at the shows and he's done a couple of amazing stories for us. So if you head over to rebnoise.com, then you can read those stories, you can see some pictures from the event and... Get Scott's thoughts on what is going on with the NXT UK scene. And that is going to do it for the news this week. Welcome to the pay-per-view review. So, as you heard last week, I had my very special guest on, my good friend Tom. And we went through our predictions for Money in the Bank. So, I'm just going to quickly fly through the Money in the Bank card and essentially give my thoughts on what happened and me and Tom see how our predictions went, essentially. So, 
The Money in the Bank kickoff show kicked off with the Tag Team Championships from SmackDown, where the Bludgeon Brothers defeated Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. That was one that both me and Tom picked the Bludgeon Brothers. And, you know, again, they're getting left off the main show. And, you know, as I've said before, I really do like the Bludgeon Brothers in the ring. And, you know, I think this should have been on the main show, really. There are plenty of matches that they could have left off. But, hey-ho, it is what it is. In the opening bout of the pay-per-view, Daniel Bryan defeated Big Cass. Now, this match was obviously before we knew what was going on with Cass. Tom picked Daniel Bryan to win. I picked Big Cass. I felt that Big Cass winning made more sense because of where it seemed like they were going with the feud. But, you know, in light of what happened on Monday, looking back on it, Obviously, there was only ever going to be Brian winning that one. So that puts Tom 1-0 ahead. We then move in to Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn. Again, Sami Zayn's injury playing a part in the result of this match, which Tom again picked the winner, which was Bobby Lashley. So, so far, Tom is 3-3. and is three and three. And I have picked the Bludgeon Brothers only so far to win. So, we move on to the Intercontinental Championship, where Seth Rollins defeated Elias. This was one where myself and Tom both picked the correct winner. Yeah, I could never really see past Seth winning this match um you know as probably one of his one of his better matches i think elias um is one of elias's better matches for sure and it's as i said on the show last week any match involving seth rollins at the moment is a superb match we then move into the first of the money in the bank ladder matches now This one was always going to be interesting with card placement. And in a sense of there was always that thought in the back of our heads that Natalia was going to win, as was widely speculated, and then cash in later in the night on Nia Jax or Ronda Rousey and become the women's champion. That was why I had my pick as Natalia to win this match. Tom went for Becky Lynch from SmackDown. In the end, neither of us were right. As totally out of left field, the actual winner of the match turned out to be Alexa Bliss. So, Little Miss Bliss is Miss Money in the Bank. And, yeah, I suppose... People were thinking, you know, oh, is it going to be the same kind of storyline with what was happening with Natty? Is she going to leave it a while? You know, obviously you've got Natalia's more of a face and Alexa's more of a heel. So, you know, it would have made more sense, I guess, for Alexa to keep the briefcase for a while and then cash it in later on down the line. But we're going to get 
a little bit later on to what exactly happened in that match. But yeah, that was the first one where neither of us had actually picked a winner. And, you know, we were actually quite rubbish with picking the Money in the Bank ladder matches. You know, in a 50-50, you've got like a 50-50 chance, essentially, if there's two people. But in multi-person matches, you know, we had like an 8-in-1 chance. And, you know, I got the right brand at least. So I I would say kind of give myself half a point, but it doesn't work like that. Then we moved into the match that some people speculated could actually be the main event. Um, If it was, then I think there would have actually been a riot in Chicago. And that was Roman Reigns defeating... Jinder Mahal. Now, that was one that both myself and Tom saw coming. The next match on is where Tom takes a decisive lead. This is actually the match that wins Tom this pay-per-view in the predictions, where Tom picked Carmella to beat Asuka. And not only did Tom predict that Carmella was going to beat Asuka, If you heard on the pod last week, Tom actually said Asuka will be defeated by Carmella in a screwy fashion. A screwy fashion involving a certain James Ellsworth. And what happened? James Ellsworth, dressed as Asuka, appeared in the corner of the ring, takes off off the Asuka mask to reveal that it is indeed Ellsworth, And Carmella gets the victory. So Carmella is the first person in WWE to pin Asuka clean in the centre of the ring. Charlotte made a tap. Carmella is the first person to pin Asuka. Just let that sink in for a second. Carmella pinned Asuka. We then moved on to the last man standing match. This was for the WWE Championship. Safe to say we now know that there's not going to be a cash-in on the men's side because this is coming before the men's money in the bank ladder match. But yeah, I thought this was a very, very good match. AJ Styles and Nakamura tearing the house down like they usually do. And I actually picked AJ to win this match. I just felt that, you know, they were going to move on to something slightly different. And, you know, we'll get into the SmackDown part a little bit later on where I'm going to actually tell you who the new number one contender is. And... You know, I thought this was a good match, but it just, it kind of hurts Nakamura in a sense that, you know, he's had all these opportunities, he's not won the belt. It seems like that he may be scheduled at Extreme Rules to face Jeff Hardy for the United States Championship. So whether that is WWE's plan and it's for Nakamura to beat Jeff, you know, to be fair, I'd, I'd love to see a feud with Jeff and... Nakamura are going to be some awesome matches if that is indeed the feud that they go with. It wasn't as good as the other match involving like hardcore stuff which happened on NXT TakeOver between 
Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, which was absolutely insane. Incredible match. I actually heard somebody say that the NXT show was that good that the best match on this card, the best match at Money in the Bank, would still only be the fourth best match of the weekend. That's how good NXT was, to put it into perspective. So, we now move in to the very first time in singles action, Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. Now, at the start of this match, my prediction was that Ronda Rousey would be declared the winner of the match, but she would not be leaving money in the bank as women's champion. So whether that would be the Ronda beat Nia clean in the ring and then somebody cashed in on Ronda, that was one possibility. Instead, what we got was Alexa Bliss came down at the end of the match, attacked both women with the money in the bank briefcase. She hit Ronda first, which caused the disqualification, meaning that my prediction was correct in the sense that Ronda Rousey was declared the winner of the match via disqualification. So, it then led in to Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. Alexa hits Twisted Bliss, and she pins Nia Jax in the middle of the ring to become the Raw Women's Champion again. So, congratulations, Miss Money in the Bank, Alexa Bliss, and now new Women's Champion. So, we then get into the main event of the evening, which for tonight was the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Now, you look at the eight competitors that were in this match, you knew this was going to be a very physical match. It was going to be some insane spots, and it did not disappoint one bit. To be fair, my pick for this match, I was back and forward between Braun Strowman and Finn Balor. Now, the smart money and everything that we'd been hearing was that Strowman was going to win the men's money in the bank and Natty was going to win the women's one. So in my head I thought, well, they're not going to do both. So I picked... Natalia to win the women's and I actually picked Finn Balor to win the men's. Instead it was the opposite way round where they picked Braun to win the men's one. So yeah I thought that was um, very interesting. So Braun Strowman is now Mr. Money in the Bank. Just to recap Tom picked Kevin Owens to win that one. I think it was one of those where we'd both gone backwards and forwards thinking it may well be Strowman, but we didn't think it was going to be. It's going to be, as I say, very interesting to see what happens now going forward. You've got the Money in the Bank winner on Monday Night Raw. And you've got Brock Lesnar, the Universal Champion, who's hardly ever around. So, whether we're going to get Braun Strowman actually come out and say, right, Brock, I'm challenging you 
on this date for the championship, make sure you're there, or whether we're going to just have it as a big surprise thing, possibly SummerSlam in the main event, just Braun come out afterwards and just totally take Lesnar out. You know, I can see Braun winning the title at the first attempt. He'll win it sooner rather than later, in my opinion. And Lesnar will go off and do his own thing. But, you know, I just feel it's been eked out far too much with no Universal Champion on Raw. And I suppose when the Championship is back on Raw full-time, it's going to seem like something completely new. Because, if you think about it, when Finn Balor first won the Championship, he gave it up straight away. Then you had the reign of Kevin Owens for a little bit with it. Then there was Goldberg won it. And then Lesnar. And it's hardly been on TV that much. So, you know, it's going to be nice now to see for the future, hopefully, the Universal title being a mainstay on the main roster. So, yeah, um, that was essentially everything for Money in the Bank this year. We have Mr. Monster in the Bank, Braun Strowman, going forward and carrying a briefcase around with him and essentially having Brock Lesnar watching over his shoulder at all times. This is the part of the show that I like to call The Jaw About Raw. So, for Monday Night Raw this week, we kick off with Kurt Angle in the ring. He has a table behind him with the Raw Women's Championship on one side and the Women's Money in the Bank briefcase on the other side. He then calls out Alexa Bliss, who essentially says that she is the best and that she's the champion again, and it brings out Essentially, Ronda Rousey. So, Ronda comes out. She's got a face of thunder. And, you know, Ronda wasn't too happy that Alexa essentially got involved in her match. And so, she proceeded to attack Alexa. Kurt Angle tried to get in and break it up. All he got for his trouble, really, was a judo throw and got hit numerous times with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Alexa then, as well, got attacked with a briefcase and thrown through said table. So, yeah, that was um, essentially the opening segment. And then it led to, later on in the night, backstage, Kurt Angle telling Ronda Rousey that she is suspended for 30 days due to her actions. 30 days being roughly around the time that we will see Extreme Rules. So, could we see Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss at Extreme Rules? So, for the first match of the night, we have a brand new Intercontinental Champion. When Dolph Ziggler becomes a six-time champion defeating Seth Rollins. Now, hands up who saw that one coming. Exactly nobody. 
Yeah, it was, it was a very nice surprise, actually, to see Ziggler win. Um, obviously, I'm a big fan of Seth Rollins, but, you know, it was, it was interesting to see. There was, obviously, the usual. There was a few other, like, matches thrown in here. And we actually understand that at Extreme Rules, there's going to be a fatal five-way match or some kind of multi-match. And, you know, with a multi-man match, the winner apparently gets a shot at the title at SummerSlam, I believe. So Finn Balor wants in on this match. I think we already know that Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley will be part of the match. And, yeah, the main event of the night saw Kevin Owens' team with... Constable Corbin to take on Strowman and Balor and that was actually a very good match which Corbin won beating Balor with the end of days so something else that I'm really really liking about Raw at the moment is the Riot Squad I think they are fantastic and you know they're just actually they're just causing havoc backstage essentially just walking around being pains in the arse essentially riotous you could even say and you know they got right in the grills of people backstage they were closing down laptops and they drew the r on the mirror with the black lipstick again like they did on bailey last week and yeah they had a match against sasha banks and bailey um then they're still obviously playing up the banks and bailey storyline and that led to Banks and Bailey having a bit of an argument and what turned into a brawl backstage. And essentially, Bailey was saying that she is not finished with Sasha. And Sasha was like, Well, I'm finished with you. So, could we at Extreme Rules be getting Sasha Banks versus Bailey for what seems like the 800th time? If they do, it's probably going to be some kind of first-time-ever match. It will be a very hard-hitting feud. Like a, It's going to be a very, I suppose, hard-hitting match. And interesting to see where they go with it. This is the part of the show that I like to call the Yak. About smack down. We see still SmackDown Women's Champion Carmella in the ring. She is talking about how she is the princess of Staten Island and still SmackDown Women's Champion. This brings Oscar's music up and... Essentially, Asuka walked out. Except it wasn't Asuka, it was, again, James Ellsworth. You know, Ellsworth, as we know, returned at Money in the Bank to help Carmella. And it's brought out Asuka, who was very annoyed and actually attacked Ellsworth. So this is going to obviously lead to another match somewhere down the line. And, yeah, it's going to be probably at Extreme Rules, but... In what kind of match, we don't actually know yet. I wouldn't be surprised if it was something where there'll be no interferences, so potentially a steel cage, or there may be something to do with like a shark cage suspended above the ring, or something where Ellsworth can't get involved. Sanity have finally debuted. So they debuted, and 
they attacked the Usos. So the long-awaited debut of Sanity, they'd been tipped to join the main roster, I believe, the night after WrestleMania, I think it was, or sorry, the SmackDown after WrestleMania, was when we had adverts for Sanity coming to SmackDown. But in the end, we did get Eric Young, Killian Dane, and Alexander Wolfe. No Nikki Cross, though, however. Fresh off of her superb performance against Shayna Baszler at NXT TakeOver. It was a good segment. It got them over. But in my opinion, it was a few weeks too late. They should have had Sanity debut a few weeks back. The understanding is that the initial plan was to do a tag team Money in the Bank match, which is why they called up Authors of Pain and Sanity to add some firepower to that. But for whatever reason, that match was nixed at the last minute. And they decided against doing it. So that's one of the reasons why both teams have been kind of in the wilderness recently as well. So it'd be, you know, to me, it'd be interesting to see them potentially back in NXT. But, you know, now that we've got Sanity on SmackDown, maybe stick them in there with the Bludgeon Brothers. You know, a good that'll be a very good feud. The Bludgeon Brothers versus Sanity. And, yeah, it was very, very enjoyable. So, we have... The main event of the evening was a gauntlet match. So, we saw five of SmackDown's top superstars do battle in a gauntlet match to determine the new number one contender at Extreme Rules. Now, surprisingly, this match was won by Rusev. So... In his first ever WWE Championship match, Extreme Rules, we'll see a main event of Rusev versus AJ Styles. Could you imagine Rusev winning the title at Extreme Rules, which falls on Rusev Day? I cannot wait for Extreme Rules and hopefully see Rusev as champion. You can check me out on Twitter at Dan underscore Reb Noise. Keep checking us out on RebNoise.com and you can also subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. For now, that's it. Peace out. See you next week.